Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast. Sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, I'm your host, G Stryker, and Anthony Miller is back, ladies and gentlemen. I know he was a fan favorite, good wide receiver, tall and speedy, good returner as well from Memphis, was on the roster, was playing well in preseason before we lost him for the year on injured reserve. He is back. So good to have him back. couple other uh, notes here that we want to state for having players back. I know we have... Uh, Cody White, the wide receiver, is retained as well. Anthony McFarland, the backup quarter, the backup running back that would have been the backup running back two years ago, but unfortunately got injured and was on injured reserve for most of 2021. Uh, he is back again uh, for the Futures contract to come and try to compete for that third spot, which I believe he can win. Honestly, I do. Major Teague is also on this roster as well, another talented running back. So we'll have to see if he can... Uh, make some noise on this uh, roster as well. And we've got some questions coming in here from the Graham. Who should we draft? It's up in the air. I know that for BPA. I want to see high, especially in the like, first round. I'm looking for an offensive tackle. I am looking for a shutdown corner because those spots are the toughest to draft. And if somebody might be dropping because so many quarterbacks are being drafted high this year. That is a position that the Steelers do not have to draft high this year. So five quarterbacks may come off the board before the Steelers even draft. Five. That is five talented players that are not quarterbacks that are going to be falling down this this slot. Definitely four, maybe five. So we are looking for possibly a really good shutdown corner, a really good offensive tackle, uh, because those are the toughest spots to find, especially for the Steelers who are usually drafting in the back half of the draft, like we are again. <laughs> That's the problem with being a winning team, but we have good, really good draft scouts. We have a really good GM who was in part uh, of for a lot of these trades, even mentioning that um, Omar Khan was involved with that Mika Fitzpatrick trade which we did not know until this year how instrumental it was that he put that trade on the radar for Colbert and Tomlin to be able to finalize and bring him over to make him a Pittsburgh Steelers. So I am very excited to see what Omar Khan's going to be doing in his first NFL draft. But ideally, those skill positions are big. Obviously, there's going to be a guard there worth taking as well. I know it's not a sexy pick. That could be a possibility. Or... Off shoot, maybe a big defensive lineman if we want to grab one, or a good linebacker. Plenty of options for BPA. But BPA in our system is not always the best player available. It's the best player available for our needs and our team. That's how we draft. Because if the BPA, there's a quarterback in the first round, we're not taking him. 
we're taking the next one. It's just the way the Steelers operate. And they know that that is the holes that they have to fill outside of quarterback this year. Though I do, I do expect the Steelers to draft a quarterback this year. Just maybe on day three. Not a day one pick. Possibly a day two pick. Probably a day three pick. But it's a deep quarterback draft. So we'll have to see how this lines up. Emil is going to be so good. I'm hoping so, Noah. I really am. Absolutely hope so. And guys, this is your show. Your questions, your comments. I will get to them. Joey Porter Jr. I know that comes up a lot there, Duffy. Really looking forward. I'm a big Penn State fan as well. Was a big Joey Porter fan as well. Watching him make plays in preseason for two years before he got his chance to start. His his son can play and can be a day one starter. Could If he can help us out in the slot as well, he might be the pick. Because we need a slot corner. We definitely need a slot. And I believe we need a strong safety. We need an upgrade at strong safety. Edmonds is good. He's not a playmaker. You throw KZ on the field, he's making plays. Coming up, smacking guys hard. Intercepting balls on his limited amount of snaps. Edmonds gets the entire season. He rarely makes a turnover play. I thought he played well last season. My problem with Edmonds is when you're a first-round draft pick, you should be making splash plays more regularly. He does not. I'm looking for an upgrade there. If Joey Porter can help us out in that respect or even coming in for a corner spot, that would be pretty good. What is your favorite color from Rock and Rock? Right here. Yellow. <laughs> gold slash yellow is my favorite color. Got a, I got a gold pickup truck. It's Chevy SSR. Most of my uh, hats and t-shirts, I try to have, wear a lot of yellow. It's a, it's a nice, bright, fun color. Kind of uh, fun to wear. So yellow. Yellow is my favorite color. It's one of the ones I can, I'm partially colorblind, so it's one I can see. Cornerback is so deep. Doubt we go there. And that's a good point, too. It is a deep corner draft. But if there's a can't-miss prospect in the first round that's a shut-down corner, you take them. You absolutely take them. Last chance we had a chance at one would have been the uh, at a good shutdown corner in the first round was when the Jets jumped ahead of us the year we drafted um, Timmons because they jumped ahead of us to take Daryl Revis, the pick before. And I think for sure we were taking Daryl Revis in that spot. Uh, even though Timmons was was uh, stuck to us a bit. Love that we have four picks in the top 80. That is huge. Yes. And three in the top 50. Big, big talent for the Steelers this year. Steeler Nation over here for your comments as well. Miles, welcome to the show. Hey, Striker. Hey, EMT. How you doing, Miles? Good to hear from you. I had to tell Steeler Nation about your good news. You can give it to everybody else, and I'll get to it again. But I had to tell them about the good news at the end of the show last week because you didn't make the show. So, you pop the good news. We'll talk about it again. Jay Nava, what up, Striker? What up, Jay? Great to hear from you as always, my friend. Miles, just wanted to update you. Atlantic Mobile Health hired me as a full-time EMT. I'm going to be working three days a week. Congratulations, Miles. That's what we were going to talk about. Congratulating you on getting that EMT job, helping to make Steeler Nation a little bit safer, obviously running those, uh, those incredible devices that help to save lives like they used on the field there for Hamlin. So uh, big, big, big kudos to you, my friend, because I know it takes a lot of effort, a lot of study to become an EMT. So congratulations. All Steeler Nation is behind you on that, man. Michael Hall of Fame, we are live. Let's go, Striker. Woo! Thank you, Michael. As always, man, great to talk to you. Ian, how you doing, old man? Hey, Striker. Pickens did very good for his first season. 
200 yards short of a thousand yards. And that is that is a big valid point too, Ian, because Pickens was not a starter in this team. I don't let me check out his stats here quickly because I've got all my windows open. Uh, I just have to look up George uh, Pickens. There we go. Uh, just to see how many games he started because uh, Claypool was the starter initially. Uh, technically, he started in the three wide receiver set week one, but he didn't become the full-time starter until week eight, it looks like. Sorry, week week nine. And that was right when we got, or week 10, when we got rid of Claypool. He was coming in, he was getting more plays, he was getting more targets, but he wasn't the full-time starter until we got rid of Claypool. So that's big. So essentially half of a season where he's not putting up a lot of numbers. Let's see what his receiving uh, yardage is in the first half of the year. Let's see if I can do a uh, a quick grab on this. So only, well, he had 388 yards in the first eight games of the season. We have to expect that he could have had an extra 200 yards in that amount of time if he was the starter because in his in the back nine, on the season, let me grab this. Everything keeps opening and shutting on me. Great. That's how professional I am on my show, ladies and gentlemen. But the back half of the season, he had more yardage, 463. Still like right around the average, a close to 100, close to 1,000. Probably would not have hit it his rookie year. It's tough for rookies to hit those numbers anyway. I'm still not sure if we ever had a rookie hit 1,000, unless maybe Lewis Lips uh, might have been the only one that I can think of. Um, that actually hit that number right out of the box because he made the Pro Bowl and was, uh, I think he was Rookie of the Year. If not, I think he might have been Rookie of the Year. Uh, Lewis slips on that one. But he was a hell of a player too. You guys remember him. But still, valid for a part-time starter in his first season that came on. It looks like he's going to be the starter moving forward. Sky is the limit. I expect his numbers to go up significantly. And so, great point. Great point. Uh, Jay, Top second round pick incoming for 2023 draft. Right there, that's usually where you draft a lineman. Either defensive line or offensive line. Because somebody of great value that slipped out of the first round is going to be right there. But like I said, the top pick in the second round is one of the most coveted picks in the draft. Because everybody gets a day to think about it. Steelers are sitting there with the top pick of the second round. They're going to be fielding a lot of offers. This is going to be the only pick they can't run up to the uh, the freaking um, the, the podium for. They have to wait a day to run up to the podium and make that pick. Everybody's going to be contacting them. If somebody wants to throw in a first rounder from last year and they only have to drop back three or four slots, they're probably going to do it because it's going to be a low round team doing it. It's going to be really interesting to see if the Steelers are willing to dance, then this is the biggest chance that I've ever seen the Steelers to get the opportunity to have a trade back. Because generally we stay in our slot, we make our picks, or we try to move up to grab somebody that we want. I hope we don't move up again because I think we have the appropriate amount of picks. We have great talent, three in the top 50, four in the top 80, like they mentioned here on a, like a, a Steeler Drew mentioned over here on Instagram as well. So really good quality picks coming up for the Steelers this year. So really looking forward to that. Uh, Miles, I've been hearing a lot of Steelers fans interested in Jalen Ramsey. Would you consider him for a trade? Probably not going to work out. And the reason why is because he's too expensive. Steelers are tight against the cap this year. They're already paying three guys incredible money. They're big three on defense, which deserve every penny. Hayward, Watt, 
Fitzpatrick. Those guys deserve every single penny they earn. We're not going to bring another guy at that level from the outside in. Nobody else is going to be coming in making 20 mil that was not a stealer last year. We're going to pay Sutton. I think we're going to pay Sutton. We got to pay him something decent because now he's starting caliber outside. So he's looking over 10 mil a year. Good thing is next year's contract will be kind of low because it's going to be backloaded. First year is going to be minimum salary with a signing bonus, which is going to spread out that cap hit over the next three, four years, depending on how we structure that contract. But I think Sutton has to be the guy we pick up. He's my number one target. Absolute number one must-have target for this year. Actually, a cornerback that we developed. Got to keep him. He's amazing. He had three interceptions on the season. He had another four that bounced off his hands. He was making plays on the ball over double digits and passes defense. Guy was playing. And he can play outside. He's a slot monster. We know he can do it. So that's the stuff I'm looking forward to, to get Sutton back and to see what he can do. Uh, Roy, will the Steelers keep Miles Jack? That is an interesting call. Um, let me look up quickly to see Miles Jack's um, numbers this year and what the dead cap value is going to be here, Roy. Um, so we're looking at Miles on the salary cap. Miles Jack. Oh, gosh, I got to open up this screen. Give me a second. Okay, there we go. Miles Jack. So he takes a 3.5 mil or three three and a quarter mil hit if we drop him. He's 11 and a quarter against the cap. So that's 11, 10, 9, 8. Eight million dollars saved if we dump Jack. That is a definite possibility. Just strictly from a money perspective, absolutely on the table this year. For Miles Jack leaving, especially since we have Spillane playing well, especially since we have Robinson up and coming. If the Steelers want to go cheap, want to spend that money elsewhere, Jack is gone. Now, I like Jack on the team. He is he was better than uh than uh Schobert was the last guy that we had from Jacksonville. He's a better tackler. He does he's a better defender too against the pass than Schobert was. So I would be fine with keeping him at that number. Maybe take a little bit of a pay cut. I don't know if he'd be willing to, but these are things that the Steelers have to discuss before moving on. And that is, will you take a pay cut or we're going to get rid of you? And you can go test free agency because if you're not going to take a pay cut, that, that number is too high for us. So that is an option. And that is one of the reasons why I see him possibly sticking around. Edmonds needs to stay. And that's it. I know a lot of you guys like Edmonds. I'm the other way on Edmonds. I don't think he's a need. I wrote uh, in, in on the, uh, the the Steeler Nation discussion, football discussion site on who I'd keep, who I'd get rid of. I'll bring that up here in a second. And we can talk about that as well. Um, but Edmonds, it's either going to be Steelers are going to keep Edmonds and maybe try to package that to bring his brother in as well. If they do that, they're dumping Jack. So that would pair in with Jacks because if they have uh, Terrell and Tremaine Edmonds on the team at the same time. They do not need Miles Jack. That is an upgrade. So that is a big possibility for keeping the Edmonds brothers together. And I would take that. The other option is allowing Edmonds to walk or test free agency again, because the Steelers are not going to pay him upwards of six, seven, eight million. I don't think they are. And I think he can, he can get that somewhere else. He had a good year last year. But I do think the Steelers have a better value if they keep KZ and Carl Joseph instead of Edmonds. 
I would rather have those two than Edmonds. And hopefully Carl Joseph can play this season and not be injured. <laughs> yep, everybody has an opinion. I can be, it's not like I'm right or wrong. We just have opinions. <laughs> They're like buttholes. Everybody's got them. Uh, Canada, not gone, but Chargers cleaned house. I know, J-Dub. That is insane. Them getting rid of, of, uh, of Lombardi, excellent offensive coordinator. Developed a young rookie quarterback. He's been great on every team he's been on. From descendant from the great Vince Lombardi, great football mind. I would be fine with having Lombardi as our offensive coordinator, and he'd be the name that I would be the most excited about bringing in. I know they fired their quarterbacks coach as well. Another valid uh, player to, to, to become, or another valid coach option to become an offensive coordinator. San Diego had no problem putting up points. They just couldn't stop the other team from scoring. That was their problem. And they had some bad coaching decisions, which is why they lost a 27-point lead. To lose a big lead in any game, when you're talking about 27, 31 points, a coaching decision has to come into play that made your team lose. Remember that big Super Bowl that Atlanta had? They got the ball, big return. They're within three yards of field goal range. They go pass, pass, sack, sack, out of field goal range. That was the difference between winning the Super Bowl and ending up losing in overtime. You run the ball three times, you kick your three, it's statistically impossible to come back under those situations unless you get a fluke onside kick and another score in 10 seconds, which would not have happened in that Super Bowl. Absolutely not. But like I said, for any big comeback, a significant coaching error has to occur on the other side. And when you're looking for a coaching error, wasn't their offensive coordinator that screwed up, was their head coach. Always a head coaching error in that respect. You see Bush returning, Ush? No, I do not see Bush returning. Bush is going to be uh, not given an, an offer to come back because Steelers dropped his snaps to five. Game against Ravens, five snaps. Game against the Browns, five snaps. Robinson started both games. Writing's on the wall. We're going with Robinson next year. Bush. You served your time. We did not give you your fifth-year option. You can go out, test free agency. If it doesn't work out, we might be able to bring you back at league minimum. But you're not worth a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract, in our opinion, right now as we sit. Phil! How you doing, Phil? It's been a while. How do you feel about Canada left which situation? Yeah, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about on the show today. And that is, are we going to take um, Leftwich? And are we waiting for Leftwich? And what's going on with Tomlin? Tomlin said he's, handing, he's, he's hanging out right now for personal reasons. When, if, if, if he's saying personal reasons, I believe him. I mean, we can speculate. Is he going down to Florida to talk with Leftwich? Is he um, uh, thinking about retiring, doing something else? Well, personally, I think, being a head coach is an all-encompassing job. He needs some time with his family. Go out and have some family time. Take a couple weeks off. It's the end of the season. Relax over top of the playoffs. And then we have to think about while he's relaxing, is this going to be a chance for Rooney to do a coup? Get rid of Canada, bring somebody else in. Could happen. I don't think it will happen that way. I think it's going to be everybody's decision if they decide to bring in Leftwich over Canada. 
I personally would rather have Lombardi, but that's my own humble opinion. Jay, left tackle, cornerback, strong safety, offensive line, outside linebacker, nose tackle. Exactly. Uh, I will also add wide receiver to that. Deep, we're going to be looking at quarterback. Looking at fifth, sixth, seventh round, maybe grabbing a quarterback. Because we will only have on this roster two quarterbacks. So that means we either have to bring in a vet or, and a lot of people are talking about, Steelers should, might make Trubisky a cap casualty. I mean, with, with Trubes too, I'll tell you how much we save if we, if we dump Trubes for next year. Where's he at? Oh, he's not in the top. I thought he would have been in the top 10 at least. I don't see why he's not in the top 10 on here. Huh. And that's 2003, 2023. He should be on the roster. I don't know why he's not on here for uh for spot rack, spo track, however it's um labeled. But I do not see Mitchell Trubisky on here. Oh, they oh, these are the pfft. That's because I'm looking at the, the people we're getting rid of. I'm on the wrong page, Stryker. There we go. Trubisky's at the top. Yep. Uh, 10 mil, 10.625 mil. Cap is his cap hit for next year. 2.625 mil dead cap. 8 million in savings if we let him go. So yes, he is an option to be let go. And if we let go of Trubisky, that means we have two slots to fill next year. One probably a vet. One, probably a draft pick. And if we have two spots to fill, we're going to draft a quarterback higher. Maybe fourth round, maybe third round. We'd have to see because that becomes a coveted spot to be the backup quarterback. Maybe we bring back Rudolph. Who knows? No idea how it's going to go in that situation. But it will be interesting. <laughs> Always something to look forward to. Ian, I agree. Go for a shutdown corner or a tackle first round or center. I don't know. See, I'm not up on the draft to know if there's a true big-bodied um, athletic center because that is who the Steelers will take in the first round. If they find a really skilled dancing bear center that can get out on the edge, get in the front, pull, those are Steeler guys. Those are Steeler centers that they will take in the first round. They tried to do that with Green because Green is really athletic. Absolutely an athletic guy. He's just not big in the pants. He could not do the, the stuff that Steelers centers do. He could get out on the edge, but he couldn't standard come in and, and just zone block. He was too small in the pants to stop the nose tackles from bowling him over. That's why he wasn't even active this year. So center could be a possibility. I just don't know yet who the great centers are and if there is one athletic enough to take in the first round. We knew when Mike Pouncey was up, that was a big chance. We knew there was a great possibility of us taking Mike Pouncey in the first round. Sorry, Marquise Pouncey in the first round. We were thinking about Mike as well to pair them together to have a guard-center combo, which they could each swap and play either spot in case something happened. But Marquise Pouncey was definitely a first-round caliber starting center. Like Alex Mack, that was another big one that was on the board that I was eyeing up, hoping the Steelers might have brought, drawn in that year, which we didn't. We ended up getting uh, Richard Mendenhall, I think, that season. Um, but that's the way, you know, cookie crumbles sometimes. Derek, what's up, Striker? Is there a chance that we might have a chance to get the last Edmonds brother? And are we making a change at offense coordinator? Already talked about both so far. Yes, there's a chance at OC. Uh, Edmonds brother, I think it might be a package deal. If we have to get the great Edmonds brother from, from the Bills, I think the brothers would want to play together like the Watt brothers. So that might be a package deal. 
Jay, Tremaine Edmonds from Bills, possibly one of the rumors out there. Absolutely. Michael Hall, no rings for TB12 this year. He was on the same sort of trend where one year he wins it, all the next he doesn't. This time around, two straight. He's not getting another ring. I don't think he's getting another one, period. Uh, I mean, I know they're talking about, oh, that might be his last pass ever. He might be in the box. He might be on vacation. We don't know where Tom Brady's going to be next year. Well, I know one place he's not going to be, and that's Giselle's bed. Other than that, doesn't matter. He decided to screw himself. He went full um, Tiger Woods, said, screw you to the wife and family. I'm going to commit to my family. I'm going to walk away from football. Took one month, not even 30 full days with Giselle to be like, I'm going back to football. <laughs> that killed his marriage. He played like crap for his standards this year, really. And we see the diminishing skills starting to set in. So I want him to come back for another year because I want to I want to have a little bit of schadenfreude to wallow in enjoying his miserable season next season as his skills diminish, as he takes hits and gets injuries. This is the stuff that I enjoy watching because I hate him. He's a cheater twice registered their team. He's been fined and suspended for cheating. Guy's a cheater. I don't respect cheaters. Some people say you have to cheat to win. I say only cheaters cheat to win. And unfortunately, he gets a little bit too much credit for his, and not enough disdain for his cheating. Uh, Michael, congratulations, Miles. Everybody, congratulations to Miles. That's awesome. Uh, I hope they don't get rid of Tomlin. Donald, yeah, that that's the other speculation that we're talking about. Are they, is, are the Roonies thinking about getting rid of Mike Tomlin? Now, if the Roonies do get rid of Mike Tomlin, we already have his replacement on this roster. Brian Flores will be the next head coach of the Steelers. If they chose to get rid of Tomlin this year, he's there. He knows the team. Been here for a year. He knows how to navigate the head coaching world, and he's a great head coach. I would absolutely be fine if we retained Brian Flores if Tomlin didn't come back. Ian, is Hayward coming back? They might draft a defensive line guy to build up behind him. Absolutely. They've been drafting guys to, to build up behind them for the last couple drafts. Loudermilk, a couple years ago, moved up in the draft to grab him. Uh, Layout last year. Two good options for playing defensive line in this 3-4 set and I think they're only going to be getting better because it takes about three years to get good at end in this the way this got look at Hayward it took him three years to get in and start playing people were calling him a, a, a bust Dang, he's not getting on it's been three years why isn't he getting snaps he's a bust now he's a monster and he's still playing at a high level so I expect him to fully be back I think he's taking the leadership role stating that nobody's job is safe with the Steelers. So you better make sure you have your, you're doing the work in the off season on your own to come back and be better than you were last year, because that's what he has done. Nobody's job is safe. Eventually, no matter what you will one day get replaced. That's his mantra. He's not getting replaced. He should have been listed on a pro bowl. He's a pro bowl snub. Pro Bowl shouldn't be picked at week 10. Pro Bowl should be picked at the end of the season. And if you're picking Pro Bowl at the end of the season, he's a unanimous pick. Double-digit sacks. Disruptive again. 
stronger down the stretch. They were they were looking at him as a two and six defense, not making plays. What do you do? Come back and play stronger. He's a leader. He will be back. Bank on it. It's just speculation that he won't be back just because he state what's he st- he's already stated that in previous years. Contract's not up. He's got two more years. If anything, the Steelers may renegotiate just to drop the cap value. But there is zero chance, zero chance that the Steelers will be looking to move on from Cam Hayward. He's too good a player. Miles, how do you feel if the Steelers got Kenny, another weapon, and Jordan Addison? They have a really good chemistry together, and I know that worked with Burrow and Jamar. Thoughts? Now, that's a big thing, too. I I think Addison is going to take a high-value pick to bring in. You're looking at our first rounder, possibly second rounder, high second rounder to grab him. It's a possibility. It would make Kenny happy as hell. Might piss off George a little bit. But I think if the Steelers are going to draft another high, I got to get both my hands down. I look like I was doing a dance routine. The Steelers are going to bring in another high round wide receiver. This has to be their pedigree. They have to be able to play the X. They have to be able to play the slot. And they have to be a kick and punt returner. That is the only way the Steelers are going to bring in a high round pick for wide receiver. Otherwise, we might wait. We might make wait and draft a guy like Dell from Houston. I know uh, my boy uh, Cooley's been talking about that over on the other site, and it makes sense. He's a really high uh, production player for these past two years, over 2,000 yards receiving, right around over 20 touchdowns in two years. Guy can play. He might be a little light than I like, 165 pounds, but he's 5'10", but he's looking at that, that kind of range that we were with Randall L a guy that can play the slot, a guy that could play the X. And so we, we've got to have a good backup behind Deontay Johnson. If Deontay Johnson went down last year, we had nobody that could run the X, really. We would have tried to throw. Actually, Cody White would have came off the practice squad. He would have probably been running the X. Sims had the opportunity to be running the X as well. George, they tried to run the X at the end of the half against, against the Browns when they benched DJ for a few plays on that drive. He looked terrible running the X routes. You got to be much cleaner with your feet and your releases to get open at the X position. He is perfectly suited suited to be a Z receiver, which uses size, speed, and athleticism to get open. And that is why he plays that position with a plum. (laughs) Left which as an offensive coordinator would be nuts. A lot of people would be happy to get him back. I want to know what Robertson Burrow thinks about that too. I know he was talking about bringing back former Steelers to be coaches. Uh, Joseph Donovan, do you think the Steelers will consider on bringing back Javon Hargrave if he reaches free agency to solidify our front seven? I would love to have Hargrave back. Problem is, you got to pay him elite money to bring him back, and he is going to merit over $20 million a season to bring back. You're looking at a $22, $23 million a season nose tackle. Not going to happen when we're already paying Hayward twenty two to 23, already paying Watt 25, 24, already paying Fitzpatrick right around 20. We're not bringing another guy 20 million. Just number wise, it does not make sense. We'd have an even more expensive defense to complain about. So no, Uh, unfortunately he is too skilled for us to bring in at his prank. Now, Okunjobi 
has a possibility of coming back in, especially if he's coming back at reduced than eight mil, but he's probably going to get higher than that on open free agency because he is a talented, talented player. Going back over here to Instagram. We need a corner at first. Number one overall pick. Trading down. What are you doing? Uh, don't think we're going to be trading down. Not for the first overall pick. I think there's going to be too much talent there with as many quarterbacks that are going to be going high. Four definitely. Possibly five before we pick, which means great talent dropping to the Steelers at that 17 slot. Somebody that you can't miss. Somebody that would have normally been a top 10 player on their board will be there. So that's going to be really interesting to see how this draft works out. And one of the most exciting aspects that I'll be looking forward to on draft day. Toxic Viper, what's your Steelers record prediction for next season? It's tough for me to make a record prediction yet here, Toxic or Viper, uh, just because I don't know what our team is going to be next year. I think that's going to also depend on who the offensive coordinator is going to be. Who do we add in free agency? Who do we add in the draft? That's when I get more solidified into picking what our record's going to be. But here's one thing I will tell you about the Pittsburgh Steelers record. Having Mike Tomlin on our coach, we're going to have nine wins or higher. That's the easiest explanation I can give for anybody. If Vegas is going out there saying Pittsburgh's going to be over under and the number is an eight or a seven, you bank on that and you take the high. Because Tomlin does not disappoint. Absolutely can coach anybody to win in this team. Did it in 2019 when we didn't have Big Ben and he was 0-2 before we lost Big Ben. Did it this year without Big Ben. Everybody's would say, Tama can't win. Oh, Tama could only win with Big Ben. They did it 2019. People like to forget about that year. Oh, Tama, Tama can only do it with Big Ben. Oh, he's going to lose this year. Two and six. Here we go. Down the drain. What did we do? Bounce back seven and two. Sure, it hurts our draft pick, but it, but you play in this league to win. Steelers are winners. Tomlin's a winner. Tomlin coaches this team to win every game and give them a chance to win in every game. And yeah, we might have injury situations. Yeah, we might not have the talent yet, but he found a way to turn this season around and nearly, we nearly got to the playoffs. One more win. If we would have swept the Ravens, we were in. One more win. If we would have beat Miami, we were in. If we would have beat New England, we were in. If we would have beat the Jets, we were in. Didn't work out that way. Sure, we had a couple games that could have gone the other way. We could have lost to the Colts. We could have lost on Christmas Eve to the Raiders. We could have lost in Baltimore. Those were all comebacks. It evens out sometimes. That's the way it goes, but this team is coached to win games. And they believe that they could win any game. And that was a team that I would have liked to see get to the playoffs because they believed that they could win any game that they were in because of the way they were coached. Miles, he has many accomplishments under his belt. Absolutely. Robert, hey, just hopped on striker. How is Mike TMIA? That's what we were trying to figure out. He said it's personal reasons. We don't know if that's the truth. We don't know if they're thinking about moving on from Mike Tomlin, which is absolute speculation, whether Mike Tomlin is thinking about retirement, which is absolute speculation, whether Mike Tomlin is going down to Tampa area to talk with his buddy Leftwich to see if we can bring him up, which is absolute speculation. But these are some things that may be in the works. Ian, true, they could bring in Mason Cole back maybe for a year or two. Yes. Well, Mason Cole is still under contract for another year. He signed a two-year contract. 
So he will be back for another year, but that's where I want to get a good center behind him, learn the ropes, boom, you're in, and the next guy up. Uh, though they will be bringing back J.C. Hassenauer. I believe he's an exclusive rights-free agent. Um, Claude Bishop, what's up, Striker? Do you believe that the Steelers couldn't have beaten the Bills or the Bungles? Yes. I fully believe the Steelers had a chance of beating either team, especially with that fully healthy defense that was clicking. Absolutely disgusting how good they were in the secondary with getting pressure. They were opportunistic at creating turnovers the last two games of the season. Cincinnati would have been a tough out. Absolutely a tough out for them to be playing against us. They would not have won. Nobody wanted to play us. Buffalo, for some reason, just comes out flat. I don't know why they're coming out flat. They had everything to play for. They are my media darling to coming up and playing. They, I'm rooting for the Buffalo Bills throughout the rest of the playoffs. I love watching Josh Allen. He's like a young Ben Roethlisberger back there, except he can quarterback sneak and he can actually run running plays. But I love his mobility. I love his size. I love his accuracy. I love his big arm. He's fun as hell to watch. He's my favorite quarterback to watch in the NFL, period. So that's my team there. But I do believe we could have beaten them. For some reason, they get bogged down. They don't really have a running game outside of Josh Allen creating it. We're really good at, at stopping mobile quarterbacks. Though, he's one of those mobile quarterbacks that we force to throw. He can kill us with his arms. Steelers, though, defense was very opportunistic. And we and hell, the Dolphins hung around with them. And the Dolphins had dog crap at quarterback. Absolute dog crap at quarterback. We would have hung around much better with our rushing attack and Kenny Pickett. I would have loved to have seen that matchup. Robert, does Derek DJ Watt have any years left on his original Steelers contract? No, he's a free agent. And that's one of those cap hits that I don't know if they're going to bring him back because it's so expensive to bring a guy strictly that plays just for special teams at that three and a half to four million ratio when I already think they have his replacement in Connor on this roster. I think Connor's going to be moving to that fullback spot. And still play slot back, slap back. Still come in for extra tight end. Still come in for scat back. Still come in for slot receiver. That is the greatest place to utilize the skills of Connor because we already know he's going to be a special teams monster as well, but way cheaper on his rookie contract. That's who I retain. Absolutely. Robert, Miles, have you listened and watched Runs of Jules Brockbuster Part 1? Part two? Okay, you guys are discussing something else. Flores is going to Tampa Bay head coach. Brian, that's a great take. I personally think he's going to Pittsburgh West, Brian, because that's where all of all of their head coaches seem to come from. They bring in Arians. They bring in Malarkey. Now they're bringing in <laughs> possibly Flores. So we'll have to see. Michael Hall, AR-12. Possibly retiring after losing to Lions in season finale game. Yeah. Rodgers will talk about it. he's, but he's an ego head, just like the guy before him in Favre. And how many times did we have to listen to the Brett Favre is retiring? It's drawn out drama off season crap every freaking year for like five years. It was dumb as hell. And I gave it zero credibility. I'm like, he's coming back. He's got too big of an ego. Every time Favre's coming back, he's got too big of an ego. Rodgers has too big of an ego as well. I fully expect him to be coming back, get paid that $50 million again, drop that in the bank, skate through a year where he doesn't really, he's going to phone it in. He's not going to be good next year, and he's going to get that 
50 million, ka-ching, and off to retirement. Or go play for somebody else where he's going to give that uh, them the opportunity of having a great quarterback where they're going to pay him out the ass again, big front-loaded contract, phone it in again for a couple years like Favre did with the Jets, like Favre did with Minnesota. That's the way the cookie crumbles when you're an egotistical quarterback. Michael Hall, Pro Bowl's starting to lose its interest, but I'm still watching it because nothing else is on TV. It goes from tackle, then two-hand touch. Now it's flag. Manning Brothers, head coach, AFC and NFC. Yeah, that's cool. That's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a flag football format. There's going to be a lot of, like, skills competitions. That's great. It's going to be way more entertaining than the, than the, the football they were trying to throw on TV these last couple of years, which absolutely looked terrible to watch. Boogie, do you think Brian Branch can be our day one pick? He can play nickel and be updraft at safety. Yes. Yes, that a safety slot option. Absolutely. Especially when you're when you're a monster at it in college football and you're first round grade for it. That fills two holes on the Steelers. That makes the Steelers go like the way I was saying earlier. Bring in KZ, he's going to be cheap. Bring in Joseph, he's going to be cheap. Then we can bring in a, a young, strong safety draft pick. All four taken one high. I wanted to take Hamilton. He's my number one choice last year. And Hamilton is a monster for the Ravens. Make him plays in the slot. Make him plays at strong safety. They move him around a lot too. Hybrid inside linebacker. Guy can make plays. And that's the type of player the Steelers need. A banger at safety. Not a guy that waits for you to catch the ball and then tackles you. That's my problem with Edmonds. That's why I like KZ better. He's going to hit you when you catch that ball. Edmonds started hitting a couple people here, which is like the first time I've ever seen him do it. But he's not jumping in front of roots like KZ does. Just the way it goes. Brian Davis, being Luke Gensey to be an offense coordinator, former Pitt and Steel Valley guy. That's, that's not... A bad option as well. Another 17 pick, please. No Jarvis Jones linebacker. Yeah, please not. <laughs> that was the same number, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Brian? True, you can get first round talent in rounds two and three. Yeah, it's going to be a sick draft. Going to be a great draft to have three top 50 picks with all these quarterbacks going off the board. Excellent draft to have three top 50 picks. And it's a deep draft because a lot of guys took that extra year from COVID. We got a lot of talent coming in this year. Ton of it. Awesome to have. Jay Flores would be a solid upgrade only if we pass on from Tomlin, though. Pickens needs to beef up a little. He's going to be busy next year. KP and GP connection going to be fire next season. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And they need it. Oh, hit my wrong button here. Guys, I got to mention something quickly. Manscaped.com, promo code SteelerNation. Go on over to our boys at Manscaped.com. All capitals, one word, SteelerNation. 20% off your order, free shipping. Don't get your sack sacked. Go over to Manscaped where they will take care of your boys. Manscaped.com, promo code SteelerNation, all one word, all caps. Go Steelers. <laughs> back to the back to the program. <laughs> I get so into this show, guys. I know I'm trying to catch up and I know I, I, I drop back a bit. But I will get to all your your comments and questions as quickly as I can. Ian, do you think they will bring William Jackson III at cornerback? He's on the roster. 
William Jackson III is on the roster. And that's the reason why we traded for him, ladies and gentlemen. This is a guy that we knew even if he wasn't going to play this year. We have a shutdown corner potentially on this roster, though he is now listed as our one, two, three, four, five, sixth highest cap hit. 12.75, 12 and three quarter mil on this roster. Now, here's what the Steelers, I think the Steelers are going to do. You can do two things here. You cut them and you get that 12.75 mil off the roster, no problem. That would be an easy moneymaker, but we kept them for that talent specifically. So, Steelers looking to sign them to a multi-year deal. That will drop that 12 and three-quarter million down to a three million cap hit. If we sign them to a three-year contract, three-year, 30 mil front-loaded, that 12 mil on the first on the, on the, uh, for the signing bonus will be dropped down to over three years, four mil per season. That's four mil. That's eight and three quarter mil coming off of that cap hit. And we get a shutdown corner. That is money ball. That is a great option if he's healthy. And that is why the Steelers made that trade. And the best part of that trade, other than it would have been a like sixth round draft pick three years from now, now we don't even have to give him a thing because he did not play this year for us. So that draft pick is null and void. We got him for free. We got a player for free that has the potential of being a shut down cover corner which is somebody we're always looking to bring in and we're going to be paying him a decent amount. So if he works out, that would be ideal there, Boogie. Absolutely ideal. Do you think Brian Branch from Alabama? Yep, you said that too. Yep, we did talk about that. That could definitely be an upgrade. I'm always, I was looking for that upgrade at safety last year. I wanted Hamilton because we didn't even have a safety on our roster. Edmonds wasn't even on our roster. We let him hang in free agency for two months. Nobody wanted him. We weren't going to pay him $6 million on his fifth-year option. Nobody else was going to pay him $5 million in free agency. Free agent safeties don't get paid. Honey Bradger hung out there for an extra month. I think the only one free agent safety got paid day one in free agency. That was it. Other teams know they treat, they treat safeties like they treat fullbacks and running backs in free agency. Nobody gets paid top dollar day one in free agency if you're a running back. On the other side, if you're a safety, because you can be replaced later. <laughs> they don't value those positions. So the Steelers got him back at $3 million instead of $6 million if they kept him on the fifth-year option. That's a, the smart way to go for free agency every time on safeties. GPE Pitt basically got two first-round picks. Absolutely, you're dead right. We've been talking about that show for years. Or not for years, for weeks, because that 32 pick, because Miami is a cheater, lost their first rounder, only 32 picks in the first round. That normally a 32 pick would be a first rounder. We got it as the top pick of the second round. And like I said, that's going to be a really important pick on the draft day. And we're going to have the draft day show, guys. Jump on the draft day show. We have it on all of our platforms. I don't know if we're going to be on Instagram as well. I'll probably have to throw it on there just because you guys are so active as well. Uh, we'll do that. But we always talk like this, having a good time, uh, talking the entire draft strictly from a Steeler Nation perspective. We bring in former players. We bring in writers from SteelerNation.com. 
It's a great show, fun, and always a good half. Uh, Noah Pickens switches to number one. Did he switch his numbers already? That would be interesting. That's a good number. Honestly, I love to have a receiver with number one on it. That's a nice number. Uh, GP, do you think Matt Canada stays under under center as our offensive coordinator? I don't know. I There's some talk about Leftwich possibly coming in. I would like Lombardi if we run him out of town. I think Lombardi's a great football mind and has been successful for multiple football teams. Joe Lombardi. Not his dead grandfather <laughs> that the Super Bowl trophy is named after. Easy. I'm a diehard Bears fan tuning in. Can you tell me what to think of Claypool, please? Yes. Um, the Bears drafted or, or sorry, traded for Claypool for what they saw in the game against Tampa Bay. Because that was two weeks before we traded him. He was a monster in that game, had 96 yards, made the tough catches, uh, got hit instantly, extended for extra yardage. Um, big plays at the end of the game, extending third downs, caught a touchdown. Guy was the reason. Claypool was the reason why we won one of our two first games in the first half of the season. He was responsible. Claypool was responsible for half of our wins in the first half of the year. So I would have expected him, and the Bears would have expected his talent to be also readily available to be that type of player on their roster because he's a big-bodied guy. He's not afraid of contact. He's not afraid of getting hit. He can jump up and high point that football as a Z receiver. He can come inside and play the slot. He's an excellent blocker on running plays. As a rookie, we brought him in, and he was quickly made it up to being the only receiver on running plays because of how well he blocked. He was also our special team stud that year. He played every single year at special teams. Um, when he was at, where is he at? Penn State? I think he was at. He played every single special teams, coverage teams, kickoff teams. Great player. Great all-around football player. And that's what the Bears should be expecting. They should start working him into some special teams. They should definitely be utilizing him either in the slot or in the Z. And I believe he can play X as well because he's a good root runner. He's not crisp and clean. I know you have some better crisp, clean runners over there in Chicago as well. But I think he factors in as an excellent piece. Whether you throw him in the slot in three receivers, he's definitely going to be on the, seat, the, the, the team in four wide receivers. But he's starting capable as well. And that is where you're going to get the value out of him when you start utilizing him as a starting receiver. Because he's going to make plays for you as a blocker or as a receiver. He will make plays. He's just got to get. He's got to get the targets. He's got to get the, the the chances. Toxic. Should the Steelers trade Mitch? Definitely an option. If they trade Mitch, what does that drop off again? We talked about eight million in savings if we trade him. That's big. And then plus we get a pick for him. We might get a third rounder for him. I don't think we're going to get a first or second. I'd like to get a second. He's starter capable in this league. He was number two overall pick in the draft, but with what he's done the last couple of years, no snaps in, in, with, with the Bills, up and down year with us, had a couple good games, had more bad games. I don't see him really getting big value. Steelers have to decide on what they're going to do. But if they get a third rounder or a second rounder, I think he moves. I think he's gone because they save $8 million and they get, Good talent in a thick draft. I would love to get another top 80 pick 
in this draft, and I would easily do it for getting rid of Trubisky there, Viper. Noah, would you keep Terrell if it meant we get his teammate? Team is Tremaine, yes, absolutely. That's the only way I would keep Terrell. Absolutely the only way. I mean, we had his uh, the third brother over here as a running back on the on the practice squad and every once in a while as a deep backup. He was on this team for a while. But yes, that I would absolutely welcome both Edmonds brothers to this team. And if that was the only way to get his brother, I am all in. All in. Because that is the type of inside linebacker this team needs. We had it with Shazier. We had it for the first couple of years with Bush. We've been looking for it ever since. So yes, absolutely. Bring him in at those numbers. I think, And it's weird, like his market value is insanely low. Insanely low on Spotrack. I think he's got to be close to, you know, mid tens for what he does. Though they're saying he's like four mil, three mil. Like that's insanely low. There's no chance he's going to be going at that. Taking linebacker in the third, watch. Absolutely, Cody. I'm all for, I'm, I'm for either linebacker. You can never have too many outside linebackers that are good at rushing the passer. Why? Because TJ Watt comes in and we, we had to trade for Reed and Reed did nothing. He was a nothing burger at outside linebacker for us, which is unfortunate because he cost us a draft pick. So yes, you can never have too many good outside linebackers. Is uh, Jameer Jones going to come around this year? Because I know he's on the practice squad as well. I remember his rookie year, we kept him. He had an insane, insane training camp three years ago, two years ago, which is the reason why we kept him over Roche. Now, Roche has been making his rounds on people's practice squads after having a good rookie season with the Giants. Don't know what's up with these guys. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but I'm hoping he pans out. Steelers like him. Locations. Don't know which locations we're talking about. <laughs> but that's the way we go sometimes. Viper, I don't think the Steelers should get rid of Mike Tomlin. I don't either. Absolutely not. Uh, back to you guys over here. Magnin, Mag20. How you doing? Hi, Straker. What's the best and worst matchup in the upcoming divisional round? Okay. Looking at the matchups coming off. Man, I've got to actually go over to NFL.com because that's one thing I haven't even put a, a, an ounce of thought at. But easy to go because I think there's only four games. So we should be able to come up with this one easy. We got Jags and Chiefs, I think will be an interesting matchup because Jags are on the rise. Chiefs have been playing people tight this year. It's a weird Chiefs this year. They got all the talent in the world. Going to be an interesting matchup. Giants-Eagles are divisional rivals. Hurts has to come back 100%. If, he, if Hurts is back 100%, they blow the Giants out. If Hurts comes back and he has some issues, this is going to be a close game. Because they've got to go up against Saquon Barkley, who's, who's fully healthy. Jones, who's having a hell of a year now. Great defense, getting good pressure with four-man rush like they normally do. That's the way they're built. This is going to be a tough out for the Eagles. Divisional matchups are always tough. Bengals-Bills is probably going to be the best game out of all of them. Great teams. Two excellent teams going up against each other. I'm hoping for snow. I'm hoping for cold weather. I'm hoping to freeze that passing game down a bit for the Bengals to make it close to the Bills. Both are excellent teams. I think that's going to be the toughest matchup. 49ers-Cowboys, what a matchup there too. 
Cowboys are finally playing great football in the playoffs. I haven't seen them play great football like this in the playoffs since 95. They haven't blown out a team in the playoffs since 95. 30 years ago when they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Ouch, I remember it. That's going to be a really good matchup, especially since they're going up against a rookie quarterback. Purdy's doing great, but he's a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Gets tougher and tougher every matchup, every week, advancing in the playoffs. So what I'm saying, Chiefs probably have the biggest chance to being the biggest blowout. Tightest game is probably going to be Bengals-Bills. That's my go-to. Excellent question. Thanks for asking that one, 20. Uh, Michael Hall, I see Buffalo versus 49ers, uh, Eagles in Super Bowl. Yeah, there's like all the best teams are left. Absolutely. The best teams from this year are the best teams left. The three on the offense, Bengals, Bills, KC. Three over there on the other side, 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. That's it. Those are the three best from each division. Cowboys weren't even a division winner. That was a sick division. Three of them still alive from that division. Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys. Could be meeting in in the the championship game. Could be an Eagles-Cowboys championship. Cowboys could advance to the Super Bowl this year, guys. Absolutely could. They are talented on both sides. And Dak is hitting his guys that are open. They have a talented wide receiver crew. Great running back, as always, when, when he's hitting downhill. He's a monster, and their defense is playing excellent football. That They are a really scary team right now. The Cowboys are playing really hot. So, yeah, we have to we have to wait and see, but definitely some fun stuff to watch. Robert, DJ Watt does not only play special teams. In fact, DJ has 100% success this year on impactful plays. That's Derek DJ Watt on offense. Great job on short yardage. You're right. He finally got a chance to run the ball a lot this year. Got a receiving, got a rushing touchdown. Re- catching a couple plays too as well. Finally utilizing DJ Watt. I was happy to see it, Robert. Absolutely happy to see it this year. If they bring him back, he's got to be a bigger part of this offense because that mo- that money number is high. Michael Hall, AR12 makes more appearances on PAT McCaffrey show than anybody else. Maybe he will have a job there more permanently if he doesn't fame back, come back to the NFL. True. Absolutely. He can definitely work in broadcasting. He's got the chops. Yes, Jay. So Flores is an upgrade over Tomlin. Discipline and actual in-game coach compared to silly brain Mike Tomlin and game coaches. Sorry, I can't call him a silly brain in-game. The only problem, I mean, saying he's a bad game manager is absolutely wrong. He's an excellent clock manager. He's an absolute good down and distance manager. Uh, and he understands end game as good as any coach in the NFL ever. My problem with Tomlin is he won't put somebody in the box for replay review. They're doing it on the sideline and it's killing him. And that is a dumb move and something you can definitely harp on him about. But as far as for being a motivator, great coach, players dying for the guy. Guy's a great coach. Sam Robinson, do you see any free agent inside linebackers that would interest the Steelers? Yes, we've been talking about Buffalo. Buffalo's inside linebacker, Edmonds, being the brother of our strong safety. I take him 100%. He's my number one choice for free agency. I have that that open over as well for the free agent looks um, here. Oh, nope, that's gone. Um, but we'll have to see. 
we will absolutely have to see who they decide to bring in. That Oh, here it is. That's it. I was looking at positions. We'll look at inside linebacker here quickly. And, oh, it's down here. I have to scroll. <laughs> and that should be all teams. So we'll do a quick update here. I know Edmonds is probably my number one. Obviously, Roquan Smith would have been the number one, but he was signed to that big multi-year deal with the uh, Ravens. We weren't taking him. He was out of our price range. Uh, Deion Jones is up there. Um, Levante David is an option. Tyler Matakavich, remember him? We're not bringing him in. He's really not an inside linebacker anymore uh, because he's strictly a special teams player. Devin Bush is listed as number three here. I, I can't believe De well. Tremaine Edmonds, okay, 11 mil, that's good. That's an, I would pay 11 mil for Tremaine Ed, Edmonds day one of free agency. I think he can merit closer to 50, over 15, 15 to 18 range. Absolutely worth 11 if that's his market value, which they're stating it is currently. Let's look at Devin Bush's market value. Three mil. I'd bring him back for that. Honestly, I would bring him back for three mil. <laughs> I think he's worth that, especially as a depth piece, but he got so little snaps. Why bring him back? Why bring him back? Kenny is the guy. Yes, he is. Colton, my man from Steeler Nation, working with NFL as well. Always hosting our spaces over at Twitter. Always good to hear from you, my friend, Colton. You are always welcome on my show. And if you ever want to appear alongside of me, you let me know. <laughs> because you always have a seat next to me, my friend. Robert, Ian, and Strager, no, we do, do not essentially have two first-round picks because no matter the 30-second slot, a second-round pick does not have a fifth-year option. Correct. That is the benefit. Well, maybe, maybe the minus, the negative. It would have been nice to have two players with fifth-round options to be able to think about keeping because that is a benefit of a first-round pick, having that fifth-round option to retain talent. But if they're a good enough player and we're getting them at that high of a pick, we will make them a stealer for another contract in year three before the fourth year even comes up because that's normally what the Steelers do. Notre Dame, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for correcting me. Claypool was a Notre Dame player, not a Penn State player. I should have known that. I don't know why I had a brain fart on that one, but he was absolutely played all their special teams over there as well, even as a senior. And if we don't bring back Edmonds, do you think they will draft another? I want them to draft another. I want them to bring back KZ on the cheap. I want them to bring back Carl Joseph on the cheap and then draft a strong safety for the future. He is a beast. Absolutely, Barry. Third rounder for Mitch. Sounds like fools who thought we could get some, get same. Then they drafted for Rudolph for a Rudolph trade. Sorry for the caps, but you are silly. Overrating Steelers players trade value though. I'm not overrating the trade value, Robert. That is the only pick that the Steelers would take, I think, for a player of his caliber that is starting caliber worthy in the NFL. Second, third rounders are not out of, and first rounders are not out of the question for starting caliber worthy players in the NFL. It just comes down to whether or not a player, a team thinks they are worth that draft pick. Green Bay was willing to give us a second for Claypool. Chicago gave us a second for Claypool. And we rightfully took Chicago's offer instead of Green Bay's because it gave us the number 32 pick. That was awesome. We knew, yeah, we, we knew Green Bay would be close to the playoffs, if not in the playoffs. They're usually in the NFC Championship game every year. 
So that would have been nearly a third round pick instead of nearly a first round pick. It's the way it worked out. But somebody might be willing to do that. I'm not banking. I'm not one of those people like, Steelers going to get a first rounder for Deontay Johnson. I think that's a dumb conversation. Absolutely do. I said it on my podcast last week. You don't take your starting two wide receivers from last year and replace them both when they both would have been on contracts this year. You don't do that to a young rookie quarterback with who already has a rapport with DJ. I know Claypool started losing snaps to Pickens. That was a reason to trade him and a smart, and we made the right choice. It has to be right situationally. We don't have anybody, anybody on this roster that can replace what Deontay Johnson does. And our offense would look even worse if we didn't have a great root runner like Deontay Johnson getting open and extending third down drives. He did a ton of that for us last year. Now he didn't get touchdowns, but he kept those drives alive for us. And he had two two-point conversions. <laughs> Jay, Cowboys played crazy good against sub-500 team. Still, still, playoffs played well. Didn't cower. Didn't go up end like they normally do in the playoffs. Jay, Giants would be a Cinderella in the win at the NFC. Bills, Bengals, and AFC chip versus Chiefs. I got the Bills winning it in my pool. I'm pulling for the Bills. Bills are my team. Uh, I'm rooting for them. Not, not just, well... I love being on the Overdue Bills podcast. I always love talking with those guys. Uh, they usually have me in every time we're talking about Steelers. So I love talking with them about, and I'll, I will jump on their podcast or maybe have one of their guys on my podcast also to talk about Edmonds and the chance of the Steelers bringing him in and how good of a player that guy is. Because I always love talking to them about those former players. We had one of their guys on our show when we picked up Trubisky because they knew how Trubisky was with the season being in the backup to Josh Allen. So they're my heart pick. Love the way Josh Allen plays. You know, Cincinnati, I rooted for them in the Super Bowl, but I was rooting for Buffalo the whole way. Kansas City's already gotten there. They're probably a favorite, but it's going to be interesting this year, especially if they play in neutral territory. If it's a KC Bills AFC Championship game and they're playing it in Atlanta, that will be an interesting game to watch. Do we bring in a vet wide receiver? Possibly, Beard, possibly. Uh, good hearing from you again, Beard. I remember you from previous shows. Um, yeah, it would have to be somebody that is slot capable and X receiver capable. Good, great root runner. DJ Chark, somebody like that. Let, let's look at some of these receivers and see if one pops out at me. Um, over, I don't think they break down. With, no, they don't break down wide receivers by position, but I'm going to check the update to see what kind of wide receivers we have him. Uh, nope, Angler's out there. DJ Chark's up there, but he'd be expensive. 10 million year. Julio Jones. He's a great X receiver. That guy's money ball. Um, Jacoby Myers, is he more of a slot guy? Possibly. Juju's up there. He's going to be out of our price range. Let's see what his market value is going to say for Juju for next year. Because it's got a 14.6. And that's betting on himself. Absolutely worth every penny of that. I don't. I think that's out of our price range. Jarvis Landry I'd bring in. Absolutely love the way Jarvis Landry plays. Uh, and he's an excellent root runner. Sammy Watkins, big root runner. Tall and a good root runner. Godwin's up. He's going to be expensive, though, I'd imagine. No, he's because he's coming down. But we'd have there, there's some good options in free agency. It just has to come down to price. 
I don't think the Steelers are willing to pay more than eight mil a season for a vet wide receiver. So we'd have to get somebody on the cheap. Chark's probably going to be a little bit more expensive. But he'd be the he'd be my my dream pick. I love the way DJ Chark plays. And he'd look awesome in black and gold. <laughs> Coming down through. I'd like Larry Okunjobi renewal. Yeah. And Okunjobi too. Like he is an interesting one. When I looked up on uh, his value for defensive line, right now we're looking at free agent defensive lineman. Now, Okunjobi stayed with us for like a nine mil contract, eight year contract. We'll see what it was here. Uh, Hargraves, there's Okunjobi. Uh, he played eight mil for us last year. Now, this this was the one that came up with a sickly, his market value, according to SpotRack, 3.4 mil. I sign him in a heartbeat if he's willing to play for that. I honestly don't think he's a $3.4 million player. I think he's close to 10 mil. I think he's going to get close to 10 mil from any other team in this league. But if he if we get him for 3.4 mil, I sign if we get him for 5 mil, I sign him in a heartbeat. Absolutely great depth piece, can play nose tackle and can play that left defensive end spot on that line like to it could play. Absolutely great run defender, disruptive, can also get after the quarterback. Absolutely love that pickup. Would love to have him back. But we'll have to see you there, Savvy. Damn Jets. Yeah, they screwed us, didn't they? Yeah, I know. I went through a bit. What do you think about KP's rookie season injuries aside? Uh, KP, are we talking about Kenny Pickett? Yeah. Uh, other than the, uh, the, the concussions, which does, you know, it worries me a little bit. You don't want rookie quarterbacks to get multiple concussions in a season. So... We've got to beef up that offensive line. He's moving around a lot. A lot of his concussive hits came on him outside of the pocket trying to get away from tackles. It's not like he was sitting in the pocket getting wrecked. So, yes, more offensive linemen. Have him upright. Great left tackle. You know, that's the stuff we have to look at to keep him up. But I love the season. Seven interceptions in the first half of the year. Only one or two in the second half of the season. He got to right at the, the Mendoza line if you added his, um, I think it was, what was he, nine touchdowns to, um, geez, I, I think I have him right up here anyway. Yeah, Kenny Pickett was the one I had up here anyway. Uh, final, final season, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. So he had 10 touchdowns total to nine interceptions if, if you include his three rushing touchdowns, which I do. So more touchdowns created than throwing of interceptions, especially since he had only two interceptions in the back half of the season. He had seven in the front half of the season. Marked improvement. Absolutely marked improvement. And I love seeing that out of him. And I loved seeing how he could close games out by winning drives. Two of the three last games of the season, it was because of Kenny Pickett's game-winning drives against the Raiders, against the Ravens in Baltimore, which were big wins for us that gave us a chance at the playoffs. Loved this season. He progressed the entire time. Next year, what do I want to see? Multiple touchdowns in a game. Multiple throwing touchdowns in a game because he did not do it this year. And that is something that Tim Tebow did. That's comparison I'm going to be making in an article up here soon. We'll set with him. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're set with KP. Saludos! 
Death Day Chicago. Hey, bueno. Hey, welcome from Chicago. We love having our Steeler Nation Mundo uh, and Steeler fans from all around the world. Felix, uh, great to have you on the show as well. You know, we love any Steeler Nation, Steeler Mundo fan from all around the world. Rogers loves the media. Yes, he does. Let's keep it Steelers, please. We'll talk about any team. This is a great thing. Uh, Steaks. I'll talk about beer. I'll talk about, I can talk about pot now that's getting legal. And I started doing that. That's great here for being in Maryland. Uh, you see Lamar Jackson returning to the Ratbirds. I talked about that on my show on the podcast. So if you guys want to go to SteelerNation.com, click on the podcast from last week. That was one of the questions that was asked to me. I think they're dumb if they let him go. He is all of their wins. They're like 58 and 16 with Lamar. Without him, they're like, they're like, uh, crush. 10 and 18 without him. They're a sub 500 team. And four of those wins came when he was a rookie and it was Flacco's job before he got it. So this is going to be really interesting off season because if the, if the Ravens move on from him, which I understand Ravens fans are like, he gets injured all the time. He's a running quarterback. Can't win in the playoffs. But the guy's a winner. He won games that they shouldn't have won. And I'm I've been watching these games. I'm like, I, I watch a ton of Ravens. I'm live in Baltimore area. Probably like them and the Eagles are the most games that I watch out of any other team than the Steelers. Um, but he finds ways to win games. He is a winner. Great win against uh, Kansas City that one year when Kansas City was beating everybody, slowed down the game, controlled the clock, came back inch, 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 great defense. Bam, they win it at the end. You know, that's the way he plays. He can bring it back from big deficits. Um, They don't have another option. If he is gone, they're going to look to draft a quarterback this year. They're going to miss out on the top four. So they're going to bring somebody that might be a good quarterback. We don't know. Lexi, you're back on the show. Here's here's my, uh, <laughs> the Bengals fan, Lexi, back on the show here to, to pimp her, her team playing this week against Buffalo Bills. I know you're rooting for the uh, the Bills, but, but that's the cat cam over here. But it's going to hurt them severely. They do not have a plan B. If Lamar Jackson does not return, they do not have a plan B. Look for the Ravens to be number four, number three in the division next year without Lamar Jackson. They're building that great defense, but without anybody playing as their quarterback, they're looking bad. Uh, did something happen? I'm not sure what we're talking about there. Kenny is the guy, baby. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. We already talked about that. No, we're not moving Edmonds to linebacker. We, I'd rather bring in his brother who can play linebacker. Um, Eagles Cowboys hate each other so much that I lived in Dallas. All grocery stores pulled all Philadelphia cream cheese products for Eagles week. Not kidding. Did they pull tasty cakes as well? Cause that's a big Philly product. Uh, Cowgirls won a Super Bowl when I lived there. Ugh. I know that's tough. Levante David would be awesome for the black and gold. I'd love that too. Number one podcast, Go Steers. Thank you, Derek. That was the first time we got somebody to talk about this being the number one podcast. And I appreciate all the kudos every week. Absolutely do. Thanks, Robert, for the info. Uh, Robert, summing up Eagles, Cowboys, Super Bowl would be insane because I hate each other. I wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. I'd obviously be in the NFC Championship game. Um, Act like a real game coach. Uh, Ian, if they find another Dometi Dawson at center, that would be great. Yeah. To have another dirt, that was a, that was the greatest comment that um, Merrill Hodge ever had. 
when he was when Merrill Hodge left the Steelers, big Steeler, hard nosed running back, concussion problems as well. When he went to go play for the Chicago Bears, and Chicago asked Merrill Hodge, you know how how can we make our run, rushing game like the Steelers? We we want to we want to run the ball like the Steelers. And he said, you don't have Dermeny Dawson. You can't run the ball like the Steelers. Dermeny Dawson is probably the best pooling center to ever play professional football. Absolutely. He could get to that edge faster than any other center in existence. He changed the center position and the way it can be played in the NFL. Because that was a completely unique rushing attack that no other team could do. And it was a tough matchup every week going up against that pulling athletic center that would knock you out on that pull. Miles, would you consider trading DJ for a first rounder this year or maybe a second next year? No, absolutely not. DJ is off the table. You cannot get rid of two of your, of your veteran quarterback, veteran wide receivers that were under contract the same year when you're trying to create some consistency for your rookie now going to be second-year quarterback. That's a safety blanket, guys. You don't want to throw out a safety blanket. What I want to see is Deontay Johnson hanging out with Pickett and George Pickens throwing balls in the offseason. That's the only way it's going to get better because that's his guy moving forward. Miles, have you seen Bush sending out tweets that could be shots against Tomlin and Flores? I don't care if Bush throws out shots at Tomlin Flores. Flores was supposed to be the, the linebacker guru to develop Bush. We had three excellent coaches that were there to develop Bush. Four inside linebacker coach Osafsky. Flores, linebackers coach, defensive specialist. Austin, defensive coordinator. Tomlin, head coach, former defensive coordinator. Four guys that are defensively minded could not make Bush a player this year. They're like, Robinson's a player now. They made their seventh rounder or sixth rounder a player. And that's a big push. Guys, a low round draft pick being a starter by the end of the season, his rookie season. That needs to be seen as a plus for Osaski, for Flores, for Austin, for Tomlin. That's a feather in the cap. If they can get a seventh round or sixth rounder to play when they could not get a first rounder to play, they found somebody that could fill that spot. Goodbye, Bush. Sorry your butt hurt. If you're going to try to, uh, you know, ruin the, the hotel room before you leave, that's on you. But I'm not going to see any direct things said against him. I wouldn't be expecting that. Cardinals are looking to trade D-Hop. Would you be interested? We can't, we can't afford him. He's, there's no way we're going to be spending 20 mil on a wide receiver. No way, Miles. We don't have that kind of cap space. I would love to have Hopkins because I love, he is a game-changing wide receiver. And he can play, he's got the size and the route running to play X as well. That would be a, a situation where we could, we could move on from Deontay Johnson and I would be fine. Moving on from Deontay Johnson, but we can't afford him. Absolutely can't afford him. Jay, DJ Chark, a good name come up. Julio lost his step. Yeah, he definitely lost his step, but he's still an excellent clutch X receiver. Moneyball X receiver. And but and he gets injured now. He's at the end of his career. He's tougher 
to to really expect him to be that kind of player anymore. But DJ Chark definitely. Uh, Eagles, Bills, and Super Bowl could happen. By the way, they are playing so far. Absolutely, that was my call, Ian. That was absolutely my call to be in the Super Bowl going into the off season was Eagles, Bills. Now that's more heart picks. Eagles are my favorite NFC team. Bills, I just love watching them. That's more of a heart pick. If I'm going with talent, I could see it being KC. Jeez, I could see it being KC Cowboys this year. I mean, San Francisco was, was well also because they're just such a great team with talent all over the place. But I think Mr. Irrelevant is going to have a bad game in the playoffs and it's going to eventually be the reason why San Francisco leaves. Too many good defenses now coming up that can stop a good quarterback. And that's going to be tough. A tough out for them. Claude, what position would you draft first? Me, inside linebacker. Me, I already said at the top of the show, offensive tackle uh, or left tackle. Or sorry, left tackle, shut down corner. Those are like, if, if you can get one that would normally be a top 10 pick that drops to 17, you jump on it. Otherwise, super athletic, uh, s- strong safety that can also play slot. We've been discussing that as well. Linebacker's an option. Defensive line's an option. Don't really want to pull guard. I think there's going to be too much talent to pull a guard at this slot. I think we might go guard with our first second pick because we're going to get a great guard. We're going to get first round guard in the second round. They're going to be there. Guards are going to drop. (laughs) There's some great guards in this draft. Michael Hall, great show again as always, boss. I never get tired of it. Gives me something to enjoy every Tuesday. Love talking Steelers. That being said, stay safe and take care, boss. Have a great time, Greek. Salute. Great. Thank you for at least letting me know we're getting close. Oh, geez, I'm 22 minutes over. We're having such a great show. Great fun on the show as well. I'm sorry I'm neglecting my peeps over here on. Uh... Oh, no, I've gotten to everybody over on Instagram. Great. I'm, I'm glad we've at least been uh, fairly good. We need a solid cornerback. We definitely do Pisces. Absolutely do. Uh, Chris, are we keeping Cam Hayward next season? There's zero chance of us getting rid of Cam Hayward. I said that earlier in the show if you weren't there, Chris, but I'll state it again. He's your team leader. He's your community leader. He's your best player and a keystone player on that defensive line. If anything, he does a restructure. Steelers do restructures all the freaking time. All the freaking time. But I think they're probably, unless they have to maneuver to get somebody that they normally wouldn't get, he's going to probably be playing at that number, at that 22 and a half million cap hit, 23 mil cap hit, I believe he's at. He's worth every penny. Absolutely worth any. It's not like, I mean, he's not going to make the the All-Pro this year. He didn't make the Pro Bowl this year. But like I said, if they did it at the end of the season, he's he's a Pro Bowler. Double-digit sacks as a freaking in-line defensive player. He's got it. He's got an edge on the outside of him. Guy is money ball. What's he? Second or third all-time in Steeler history for sacks. I think he's at third. He's got a chance to being number one all-time before TJ can catch him. We'll have to see how that race, that's going to be a fun race next year. TJ being hurt this year, I know, heard that their ability to be able to do that and, and really make it a race and a run. Uh, Steelers play soft next season. I doubt that. Especially on defense. I expect that defense to be killing people. Hell, we kept most teams under 20 last year. Pisces, it is asinine to fire a coach who has never had a losing season in 16 years. Absolutely. And right now, too, guys, here's my perspective. I'm going to give you my honest perspective on the way that the Rudys should be taking Mike Tomlin and assessing him. And Robert, I know you'll be interested to hear this one as well. 
Um, but this, this is this is going to be what you normally get in a situation where you have a new starting quarterback, franchise guy. Tomlin is now linked to Kenny Pickett. Tomlin was linked to Ben Roethlisberger. Winning seasons all around. Now he's linked to Kenny Pickett. So what my idea is you have a four-year window to be Super Bowl capable. If he becomes Super Bowl capable in that four-year window, he's going to get another contract. He's going to stay Steeler coach for as long as he wants to underneath the Kenny Pickett. But that's the measuring stick. If they fall off, if they start to become a losing team, if he starts to lose the locker room, that's when you trade coaches. Coaches that get traded are, are coaches that lose their locker room. Mike Tomlin has never lost this locker room in 18 years, 17 years. Never once. We've had upside down seasons before. We lost Ben in 19 early on. Didn't know if we could win moving forward. We did. Next player up. Hell, we were winning with Duck. Quack. <laughs> Coming in. Third on. That was the way it went. It was awesome to watch. Awesome. Especially this past year, developing a new quarterback, bringing him in at the right time, not bringing him in too early, not forcing everything at him right away, giving him a buffer. So it wasn't all his fault. Got better as it went on. And if he becomes a franchise quarterback next year, he was not, unfortunately, Kenny Pickett was not a top 30 quarterback this year. Only as a starting quarterback, could you say he's a top 32 quarterback? But he's learning. This is his first year. I expect him next year to go out and do it. And if he becomes 20, 25 touchdowns, that's a win next year. If he hits 30, that's off the charts. That's something. That's a number that Ben rarely hit. But if he can hit 20 to 25 touchdowns next year, keep the interceptions under 10, that is going to be a winning season. And an upgrade to this year. And if DJ gets a touchdown, that'll be awesome. <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, uh, so I'm not sure which one you're talking to. Uh, Mylon Tomlin hired him and runs all of the good coaches out of town. He's the head coach of the snake and it takes, needs to find, oh, the head coach of the head of the snake and finally needs to be cut off. I know, yeah, everybody's trying to say coaches get run out of town under Tomlin. And it, it, and that's a, a, a double-edged, there, there's a two-headed snake argument. Oh, Tomlin runs all the good coaches out of town. Oh, Tomlin doesn't have a coaching tree. There's the other head of that snake. <laughs> Nobody wants to give him credit for Bruce Arians. Guys, Bruce Arians is his coaching tree. An excellent head coach. Won head coach of the year twice. Twice. And won a Super Bowl. Oh, that's that's Cowher's coach. He was Cowher's quarterback's coach. Tomlin said, you're my offensive coordinator. Tomlin made him an offensive coordinator. That's why he's in his coaching tree. That's why I don't give Noel. Noel doesn't have a coaching tree. Coward doesn't have a coaching tree, guys. What did Wiz do when he left with Russ Graham? Bumpkiss. <laughs> well, he met us in a Super Bowl. <laughs> he got to lose to us in a Super Bowl. So that's pretty good. I, I can't fault him for that. But that's not your coaching tree, in my opinion, is did you make that coach a coordinator? 
Now, it's great if you are like a position coach, but you usually go somewhere else and get promoted to be a coordinator, and then you are that player. So like, that's why um, Noel is Shula's coaching tree. Shula made him a defensive coordinator at Baltimore Colts. Absolutely. Dungy was a position coach under Noel, but still don't give him credit for that coaching tree because he had to move on to become a coordinator first. And played a long time as a coordinator before he got his chance to be a head coach in this league. So that's the same way. Arians is his coaching tree. And that's the one I'm going to point to every time. And every time one of you guys say, that's Cowher's guy, I'm going to laugh in your face. Cowher didn't make him an offensive coordinator. Tomlin did. Otherwise, I give you credit for that. Do you think Tomlin will ever win a challenge ever again? I hope so. We got to put somebody in the box. And that's my biggest thing on Tomlin. If if we don't have a coach in the box strictly for challenges, we're doing it wrong and it's his fault. Absolutely his fault because it costs us points. You cannot have plays costing your team points, costing your team chances to get first downs. That is, or costing your team a chance at getting a ball on the turnover. Those are the three biggest reasons to challenge. Fourth biggest reason is is to be a strategic call to slow down the game, give your team a longer timeout if your defense is winded. That is a strategic challenge and can be utilized as well. Fire Tomlin and Matt Canada needs to go. We know that, guys. We're good at wide receiver. GP is going to be a stud and DJ is solid. Fryermuth is blossoming, though he's not a wide receiver, but you're absolutely right. Excellent. And good thing that it was only a a knee sprain instead of a knee operation. That would have sucked. Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree, if he's released, I don't think we're bringing him back. I think he's going to be starting outside linebacker um, money and we don't have starting outside linebacker money. And he wants to start. And Bud Dupree wasn't, is not better than Highsmith, and he's definitely not better than Watt. I don't take him back for either of those guys. Plus, he can't stay healthy. Can we please get rid of Rudolph? He's a free agent. He can go wherever, anywhere where he wants to go. Do we need a left guard from the offense line that number 65 more ain't no good? Uh, more can bump in, maybe. I like Dotson. Dot, the only problem with Dotson this year, guys, was penalties. That's why you guys hate him. I think he was a good blocker. He's a great run blocker. We're getting a lot of yards running left. And Moore is a good run blocker too. Just isn't as good as pass pass blocking. So those are the types of things we're going to. So guys, we're at the end of the show. I can't keep rolling. I mean, I'd love to stay here forever, but got to get off the show. Got to do some work here around the house and put my daughter to bed. So uh, Getting down here for the last couple. Have a great night, Striker. Good show. Thank you, Ian. Uh, please quit. Quitting the meaningless regular season record. It, it means something. Winning in this league is difficult. Don't undersell it. Claude Bishop. Tomlin has done great, especially having just average quarterbacks over the last 10 years. Well, I wouldn't say Ben's been above average. Definitely been above average for most of those 10 years. Last three years, last two years, definitely not an above average quarterback. I mean, at the end of the season, when his arm would drop, when he got banged up, it was just too much for him to keep going. Absolutely was great point, striker. Thanks Claude. Um, guys, that's all the time we got on the show. Be sure to come over to SteelerNation.com to check out all of our great Steeler focused articles, 
podcast is over there as well. Subscribe to us over at youtube.com slash Steeler Nation. You'll know when this stuff pops up or when I record. I always record the podcast live over there on Fridays. So you guys can watch it before it's released. And every once in a while, I'll throw to you guys at the end of the show, or I'll just stay on after the show and talk with you because that's what I do to my subscribers. We give you some time as well. Uh, follow Steeler Nation on Instagram at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. Follow the us on Instagram and on Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Tickety Talk at SN Striker. Striker spelled with a Y. That's all the time we have on the Steeler Nation vidcast. Guys, thanks for making this a great conversation. Love talking with you every Tuesday. This is my biggest thing to look forward to every week because this isn't even like work. (laughs) It's just always awesome conversation. So thank you guys for bringing the great topics, the great conversation every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Planning on being back again next week. It'll be my last show before I go on vacation, but I will be talking to you then. Love you guys. And for for me, Steel Nation Striker, I will be rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!